0: Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to Wove Inspirations. This is the Monday edition. I am your host, Althea Richardson, and today's show is sponsored by Anchor.fm. I need you guys to get an understanding of mental illness, and my special guest today, her name is Caitlin Kotala. She is from Ontario, Canada, all the way from Canada, and she is a millennial, y'all, and if I tell you... I so enjoyed speaking to her, she was awesome, I love talking to her about uh, mental illness, she is an advocate for mental illness and she is also a public speaker on the topic as well. She shares uh, a whole lot of information including what happened to her when she lost her best friend at the age of 14 to suicide and how it affected her. So, you guys, if you are someone that is struggling with mental illness or you know of someone that is right now struggling mental illness, I believe that you guys really need to tune into this show because she gives a lot of tips and a lot of good information that will help you to be able to get past the stigma of mental illness and let's work together on this. So... You guys, stay tuned as I talk to Miss Caitlin Kotsala from Canada on Wove Inspiration, the Monday edition.
1: Do you? Have a pit-to-purpose story. Have you been stuck in situations before but now you're making success out of it with a business or a nonprofit? Well, if so, I would love to meet you. Hi, I'm Robin Shockley with Focus 4 with Robin. You never know where I'm going to be. I'm a social media talk show host as well as an interviewer on the go. I travel all around the country showcasing small businesses and nonprofits to help build their brands and their platforms. I'm also a published author as well as a motivational speaker to help people to think, believe, and achieve a thing. Also, I'm a magazine columnist. If you're interested to have me come and perform at one of your events or conferences or have me interview you on my show or on the go, please contact me for one of my package prices. I would love to help assist you at your next event. or have you on my show to be showcased. Reach out to me, Robin Shockley. Focus Forward with Robin. Remember, if you think a thing, you believe a thing. You believe a thing, you're gonna achieve it. So,
0: uh, <laughs> Caitlin Kotula, thank you so much for being on Wove Inspiration
2: today. Thank you so much for having me. It's really great to be here. Thank you. So
0: let's go ahead and get started. Tell the audience a little bit about yourself and what you do.
2: Absolutely. So I am currently a public speaker um, and an advocate, as well as a virtual assistant and nonprofit leader. Um, So growing up, I am no stranger to um, mental illness and kind of the effects that it can have on people, uh, both with myself as well as having lost someone very close to me um, from suicide. And from there, I decided that I was going to take my story and share it with others so that I could help to inspire people and hopefully make a difference in this world. And so I decided to take my story and use it Uh, through public speaking and advocacy. So I go around all across uh, Canada, and I share my story with others. And I also advocate for a world that is more accessible, inclusive, and just all around a better place for all of those to live in.
0: Awesome, awesome. And I'm so happy to know that we do have more advocates out there for mental illness. Um, I actually happen to work in the field in I hear a lot of different stories about individuals that are, struggle with different mental illness issues, and the main problem that they have is finding the right medication. And um, so was that any, did you have any problems with that, or did you even have to take any medication when you were going through your struggles?
2: Um, So I did for a little bit, but I don't currently. Um, I think the biggest thing for me was more so just finding the correct services. It's very difficult at times to know kind of who to go to for help. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are so many services that are really great. But the problem is, is that they're not well advertised or it's not well advertised the fact that sometimes one thing that may be good for somebody else may not be good for you, right? Everyone's mental health is very, very different. And what works for one person may not work for someone else, even if they've been diagnosed with identical symptoms. Um, disorders. So it's important to know kind of what works for you. And it's important to know that it's a long journey to figuring out what is going to help. Um, And I think that was one of the biggest problems I had was figuring out the fact that, you know, this is going to take time, it will take a lot of trial and error. uh, Because oftentimes, you know, when you're in that state, you want to feel better and you want to feel better now, Mm -hmm. right, because it becomes so painful. Um, But the The difficult part is, is that it is a very long road, right? And a very long road to recovery. Um, And I think that is definitely the most challenging part for me was figuring that out myself.
0: Okay. Now, um, I know for some people, um, it's either something that is genetic or because of certain situations and circumstances that have happened in their life that they experience PTSD, which can then go into um, other things. So um, how was it that you uh, discovered that you had a mental illness?
2: Um, so I would say for me, it's most likely a mixture of both. But okay. the way I came to discover it was after losing my very vo- my very close friend. Okay. Um, so we were in the ninth grade going into the 10th grade. And unfortunately, she lost her life to suicide. Um, and after that moment, it sent me down this very dark path of just not, you know, not being well, mm-hmm. right? Because when you lose someone, especially to suicide and especially at that young of an age, it takes a really big toll on you. Yeah. And so that's kind of where that journey originally began for me. And then after that, there was a there was a pivotal moment in my life where I decided, you know what? You know, and I I went through a lot of really difficult times and a lot of moments where I'm like, you know what, I just want to end this, this is, this is it. Um, Mm -hmm. But then there was a one pivotal moment where I decided, you know what, I am here for a reason. I've been given this opportunity to live here for a reason. I want to get better for myself and I want to get better for my friend because she didn't get that opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. She didn't get the opportunity to live that, that life that she could have. Um, And so I wanted to do it, not just for myself, but for her. Um, And so I started to seek out help and with the amazing support system I have, both with my family and friends, um, I still am very much today going through that process, right? Because grief and mental illness, you don't just recover and that's it, right? Right. It's a a long journey and it's a lifelong journey. Um, But that was the pivotal moment in my life that really started that process of that recovery.
0: Okay. And one of the things that you had mentioned is that you received support, and that is so, so important. Um, even your family members or friends having an understanding of what you're experiencing, because as you mentioned, you know, it's not something that you just get over, um, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to someone that has committed suicide. So what what suggestions would you offer to someone that, you know, they have a friend that is experiencing mental illness or they're not really sure what's going on and but they're they're trying their best to to, to help that individual. What um, suggestions could you offer to those people?
2: My biggest piece of advice would First and foremost, be to listen, right? Mm. You may not understand what they're going through or how they're feeling, but it's important that that person knows that you are there, that you genuinely care about them, and that you are there to listen. Even if you don't understand, listening is already better than nothing at all, right? And then from there, I think the best thing would be, you know, if you can't. or understand what they're going through, don't try to fix the problem. Sometimes that can actually make things worse. The better thing Mm -hmm. is just, again, to be that ear, that support, listen, but then understand when it is time to try to help refer them to someone who is an expert in that field in the community, right? And and help to guide them to that support. Um, And it doesn't have to be like, obviously, you don't just say, okay, here you go, here's a resource, like help them through it, be that continuous guide through the process and be that continuous um, listening and caring ear. And I think that's the most important thing because a lot of people who are suffering from mental illness feel that they're alone in this journey, right? Mm -hmm. And they feel that nobody's listening, nobody understands. And if you can show them that, you know, you may not understand what they're going through, but you're at least here to listen and you care about them, that already takes off a really big pressure on them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And now for an individual that um, has a friend that may be experiencing suicidal ideation, um, what, what is it that, that that friend can do that um, would, or what, some, what are some things that a person should look for when someone looks like, you know, there's something going on. I don't quite know how to put it, but you're, and you're seeing the signs, like, um, they, they stay home a lot. Um, they are, um, saying certain things like, you know, um, um, I wish I would literally saying, I wish I was dead, things of that Mm -hmm. sort. Um, with those different types of signs, what should a person, do for that individual?
2: Mm, I think the first important thing to note is that it's going to look very different for every person. Mm-hmm. Some people, it's it's a little bit more easy to tell, whereas others, it is a lot more um, hidden, and it's more difficult to understand. For example, in my friend's circumstance, um, while the signs were there in hindsight, they weren't as there when we were in the moment, right? right? looking back, I look and I'm like, oh, I should have known, right? Because they were there. But in that moment, it's very difficult to pick out those signs. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the important thing is, again, just continuously checking in on your friends. Um, And if you start to see that these signs are there, I think it's really important to kind of have that discussion with them, right? And say, hey, look, I know that, um, you know you've been kind of off lately what's going on do you want to talk about something and starting that open dialogue to show that you genuinely care about their well-being and that you are noticing that they're not you know doing well and offering that support mm-hmm. um and and from there quite honestly if that conversation you know you can still tell that they're feeling the way they do i think it's really important to refer them to those experts right and refer them to the services that are available to make sure that they're getting the support they need, right? Because mm-hmm. that support is critical, especially in times of crisis, that they know the services that are available to them, that they're able to get the help that they need to prevent things from getting worse. Yeah. So that would be my advice for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, and this is just out of curiosity, um, mm-hmm. you're, you're in Canada, correct?
2: I am. <laughs> okay.
0: So out of curiosity, how is the insurance for, for an individual that has mental illness, what, what is it like in Canada?
2: Um, it's different depending on kind of what insurance you do have. There are a lot of free public services that are available. Okay. Um, and then therapy and other specialized um, services are covered by some insurance plans okay. but it's kind of all over the map and that's the one thing that I actually have definitely put into my advocacy work is not just improving the services we have but improving the access to services yes. making sure that we're not just um, making them exclusive that we're making these services public to everyone so that anyone who is struggling regardless of their economic situation, is able to access services they need.
0: Yeah, that that, that is so needed. I promise you, it mm-hmm. is desperately needed because I know that there are a lot of people that um, even through where I work, um, it's it's more of a high end uh, type hospital, and they they provide well qual. I mean, just really excellent service and everything. But the problem is that we're the the insurance is limited. So a lot of people may have like a Blue, Blue Cross Blue Shield, um, which mm-hmm. is here in, in, in Houston or even throughout the United States. Um, but the, the problem is that um, sometimes it doesn't cover everything. And so mm-hmm. people who can't afford uh, the, the really good services have to settle for other places that maybe are provided by the government and a lot of times in this, in all honesty, they provide horrible service. Mm. It's about, you know, meeting a need, meeting that need for that time. And then they basically, to me, they just throw them out on the curb and, and you go for what you know. So I, I, I I'm hoping that's a whole mm-hmm. lot better where you are. Cause it is, it, there's a lot of work that needs to be done here for real. Oh, and there's still a ton
2: that needs to be done here in Canada. That's for sure. I think the one really important thing that needs to be addressed, regardless of where you are in the world, is the idea that mental health care should not be seen as a luxury. Mental health care is still health care. And that's one really important thing that needs to be reiterated because it's that mentality of, oh, well, mental health care isn't a necessity that is causing a lot of these issues. But the thing is, is, and we've seen that mental health care is just as important, right? Because mental health can take that physical toll as well and can really affect people. So we need to make sure we're treating mental health care the same exact way as we're treating healthcare, and that we shouldn't be making it accessible for everyone.
0: Right, definitely. So there, are, of course, are individuals that are out there that because of lack of understanding about mental mental illness, they mm-hmm. um, may look at some people as just crazy, or I, I've actually heard someone say, because they their family member had a mental illness, but they were calling them retarded. And it just mm. it just really, oh gosh. It I had to keep myself composed because yeah. oh, please don't. So what is it that you can share with individuals that have these different stigmas and and basically it's just a lack of understanding about mental illness, period.
2: Mm-hmm. I think the thing is is a lot of people forget that mental health realistically affects every single one of us. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't have a diagnosed mental illness, you can still suffer from mental health problems, right? Stress is still a really big thing. Anxiety is still a really big thing. Um, and it's important to remember that every single person can be affected. And again, even if you don't have it, your family can have it, your neighbor can have it, your best friend can have it, your coworkers, right? It affects everyone in one way or another which is why we need to be making sure that we're taking care of each other, right? I think the big thing is there is this really big stigma surrounding mental illness that it only affects certain people. And if they're affected, Mm -hmm. they are quote unquote crazy, right? Mm -hmm. But that's not true. We see so many people and many really successful people who do suffer from mental illness, right? And it's no longer, it should no longer be this stigmatized thing, especially with how much education there now is surrounding this area, I think it's important to really listen. I think those people who still feel that way, I understand kind of where they're coming from because that's what we're taught growing up, right? Right. But it's important for them to take that step back, take a look around them and understand that that's not the case, right? People with mental illness look like you and I, they look like any other person that you're Mm -hmm. going to see. And it's important that we treat everyone with the compassion that is deserved and we take mental health seriously.
0: Yeah. And and for individuals that experience um a traumatic event in their life, mm-hmm. um, a lot of times they'll they'll walk around like, you know, I'm okay. They tell people they're okay, exactly. but then there are certain things that happen like flashbacks or you know, a, a certain sound or a certain smell. Or, or, or anything um, that makes it really jittery and everything. And so um, just coming to understand even this, something as simple as PTSD, not, not that it's really simple, but it's mm-hmm. just getting an understanding of the signs and symptoms of certain things and then being willing to get help. And Mm -hmm. that's a lot of times, unfortunately, um, in some uh, cultures, that's not something that they believe in. In doing is actually getting help for that.
2: Mm -hmm. That's another really big thing that um, I've heard a lot, and and I think the thing is again, like it's it's understandable if that is, of course, what you have been you've grown up being Mm -hmm. told. Um, But it is really important that you are taking that that educating approach now, right? Because we have the information that suggests that shows that it is affecting people, right? right. And it's affecting everybody. Um, and, you know, I understand again, you're, that's what you're being taught, but now let's move forward now that we have the new information. And I think that's one thing in society that a lot of people don't talk about is the idea of it's okay to recognize that you were wrong previously once you've been given new information, right? right? There's nothing that says that you can't own up to the fact that what you used to believe was wrong. And now with the new information you have, you are changing the way you think about things. That is perfectly okay. And that's what we should be normalizing is this idea that, you know, I have this new information now, I can change my mindset and move forward as a person with this new information, um, instead of being stuck in that mindset that I had previously before this piece of information, mm-hmm.
0: right?
2: so that's another yeah thing, yeah, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. so as a public speaker um, and even an advocate, what is it that you want to express to your audience that they they if they don't hear anything else from you, what is the one thing that you want to express to your audience that they remember? once they leave your presence?
2: My big message that I give, at least when I'm public speaking, my advocacy is a little bit different, Um, but public speaking-wise, the one message I leave everyone with is give yourself permission. Give yourself that permission to feel the things that you do. Give yourself the permission to think and educate yourself. Give yourself the permission to live the life that you always wanted to live. Right. I think a lot of times um, we hold ourselves back because we feel, you know, oh, I shouldn't be feeling a certain way or, oh, I don't deserve this. Or, you know, we have so many really negative thoughts that are plaguing ourselves. And the one message I always try to tell people is it's by giving yourself that permission to move forward as a person and to feel those things and to chase your dreams that you're going to be able to live that fulfilling life. Right? Whereas if you keep yourself tied down to these certain beliefs that you can't feel and you can't chase dreams that seem you know, unthinkable and you can't change your mind and educate yourself, then you get stuck right? and you don't progress and move forward as a person and you don't live a life that is truly going to be fulfilling.
0: Yeah.
2: It's through giving that permission to yourself that you then will be able to live a life that you had not even imagined. Um, so that's the one message I try to give to people. And I, I use do it in a variety of different ways, um, both through sharing my story and also kind of having an interactive um, conversation with people, because I think conversations are important. And I think sharing perspectives are really important and listening to different perspectives, right? Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So you also represent um other various leadership positions. Mm-hmm. Um tell tell me a little bit more about that.
2: Absolutely. Uh, So I'll talk about the one that I was just recently in that I left, and then I'll talk about the other ones I'm currently doing. Um, So I just recently finished my position as vice president education of the Student General Association, Mm -hmm. which is um, the student association at my university. And then I also was a member of the Ontario Undergraduate Student Alliance, which is a um, Group that represents over 250,000 undergraduate students in my province, um, which in the US would be a state.
0: <laughs> wow, yeah.
2: Yeah, and so um, what this organization does is they advocate for these students and they advocate for a more accessible, affordable, accountable, and high quality post secondary education. And it looks like a whole bunch of different things. Um, I have had the opportunity to advocate to members of government from all levels on a number of different issues, whether it be accessibility, um, whether it be talking about uh, making the lives better for those who are living in rural and northern communities, um, talking about financial assistance, all sorts of different things. Yeah. Um, so that was what I recently kind of finished. And I, I never give up my advocacy for my students. I think it's still very important. Um, and as a student myself, I will always advocate for the what is good for students because I think it's important. Um, but then I also do other work within the community. Um, so my main one right now is I am a member of Fiat de Sabri Pride, which um, – advocates for those who are a member of the lgbtq plus community within my community
0: okay okay mm. and you said you're a student now what what is your uh degree in
2: yeah so i'm currently in my third year of university where i'm double majoring in political science and communication studies
0: Ooh, okay <laughs> <laughs> Wow. And in addition to everything else that you're doing, that's incredible. <laughs> wow. It's
2: quite the juggling act. That's for sure. Definitely time management is something that I had to learn the hard way how to get good at.
0: <laughs> I'm sure. Cause I, I mean, now, and you, you're being single and, and everything, you have the the opportunity or the ability to be able to do all of that. But um Yeah. That's a lot. That's a whole lot, especially with everything that you're doing as far as leadership positions and everything and doing speaking engagements and being an advocate. Wow. (laughs) That's amazing. I commend you though, because it's, it's definitely needed out there for sure.
2: Thank you. I appreciate
0: it. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. So where can people find you on social media? Um, Do you have a website and And how can people find out any other events um, that's going on as far as your speaking engagements and everything?
2: Absolutely. So I am currently taking the process of kind of renovating my website. So it's under construction right now, but you can still go to it and sign up for my newsletter. Um, It's CaitlinKotila.com. And then you can also find me on all the different social medias because I'm a millennial and we love social media. (laughs) Um, So it's just my name, Caitlin Kotula, and you can find me on all of the different social medias there. Um, And if you want to collaborate with me, just send me a message or anything like that. And I am more than willing to collaborate in all sorts of different ways because I really want to work with all sorts of different people on all sorts of different projects to make sure that we're making the world a better place. Because that's what my main goal is, is to really push along. Um, the world and society as a whole.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And Mm -hmm. what inspiring word would you like to leave with this listening audience?
2: I think the one last thing I'd like to say is don't let a single thing hold you back from chasing your dreams, right? I'm 20 years old right now. And I always used to think, oh, I'm too young to be doing this stuff. I'm too young. But you're never too young. You're never too old. You're never to anything to be able to chase those dreams. As long as you have a passion and you are willing to put in the hard work that it takes to get there, there is no doubt that you will be able to do what you want to do. And if you don't get there, I can promise you that at the very least, you're going to be able to make a positive change in this world. So keep on fighting for it and don't give up.
0: Very good words. Very good words. I love your tenacity. And I didn't realize you were as young (laughs) as you are. Yeah. That's, hey, we need more people like you pushing, especially advocacy for mental illness. So Mm -hmm. keep pushing, keep doing everything that you're doing, because you are definitely needed in this day and time. So Caitlin, thank you so much. For being on Wove Inspiration, sharing your words of, of encouragement as well as this wonderful information. And I really hope that all of the listeners out there um, take heed to it because it is really good information. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: You are very welcome. Hey, this is Althea with Wove Inspirations. This is the Monday edition. You guys have an awesome day. Take care and God bless. Thank you so much for tuning in to Wove Inspiration, the Monday edition. Wove Inspiration interviews men and women who use their voice to share their stories of overcoming issues such as mental illness, abuse, and many other obstacles in life. Everyone has a story, some good, some not so good. The common factor for guests on Wove Inspiration are their victorious endings. You can follow us and leave comments on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under Wove Inspiration. You can also subscribe to this show on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or any other platforms you listen to podcasts.